Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news in shoes. This is the good news station. WCNO Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Numbers 13 says this, The land that we are about to go is a land that devours its inhabitants, for the people there are of great stature, and there we saw giants also. That sounds a little redundant. Well, what are they talking about? That word stature there is the same word used in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, and it means a full measure of maturity. The people there were very mature, and they were giants, is what they were saying. Come on, amen. They weren't talking just about physical height. How I many you know that wouldn't intimidate the children of Israel? Every giant in the promised land knew who the children of Israel was. They knew they were camping out in the desert. They knew that the children of Israel just left Egypt, and the entire Egyptian army, the strongest force on the face of the planet, was wiped out before them, and God was on their side. Of course the inhabitants of the promised land knew who the children of Israel were. It wasn't a question of how big they were. It was a question of what it was going to take to possess the land. Can I just say this to you this morning? It's going to take you possessing your dream. Otherwise, we cycle through the wilderness. Hmm. Somebody say, Jesus. They weren't intimidated by tall guys. They were intimidated by the struggle that they were going to have to face to go in. It was a lot easier just to pick manna up. Come on, somebody. I mean, when you live the dream, it's going to change some processes. Some seasons in your life are going to... Some of the systems of your life are going to have to change. You can't do things the way you used to do them when you begin to live the dream. You've got to start doing things differently. You can't, you can't act the same way you act. You can't ex- keep doing the same thing and expect something different. Matter of fact, Einstein said that's the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. To live the dream, you've got to do something different. And the reason we know that is because when they finally got in, the first thing that happened was is that the manna just, it just stopped. It stopped falling from the sky. There was no more provision for them, and it ceased. And they had to, they had to start planting, and they had to start raising cattle and taking care of the crops, and they had to start working the land for the promise to come from. I mean, you've got to plant crops, and then you've got to harvest the crops if you're going to have some bread. Come on, if you don't put your wheat in the ground, then you ain't going to have no bread. And if you ain't got no bread, then you ain't going to live. Come on, somebody. Oh, Jesus. Jesus said, I'm not going to give you a miracle every day to keep you going. Come on. You're going to have to get in there and possess it. I can send a, I can send a miracle every day to people that are immature. 
I can send a miracle every day to people that can't get the stuff done for their own, that can't think for themselves, that can't move into the place of the promise. But I'm not sending a miracle to somebody that has the fortitude and the faith to live the promise, to live the dream. I want you to learn how to live by faith. I want you to learn how to work the ground. I, I, I can fix it so your clothes don't wear out and your shoes don't wear out if you're immature. But I'm calling you to a place of maturity. Come on, that's what the Lord's saying to us, church. Listen, when you've been in bondage for 400 years, then you're immature. Some of us have been in bondage to the world for a long time. It causes us to be immature. How many of you know when God sets you free and puts your feet on solid ground and begins to call at you and, and, and place you into the gifting and the dream of your life, then it's time to leave immaturity behind and step into maturity. Hmm. Now watch this. If we're going to know what the timing is to step into our dream, then it's going to demand that we pursue Him on a whole new level. You can't keep pursuing God if you want to know the timing of your dream. You can't keep pursuing Him the way you're pursuing Him. You've got to take it up a notch. So that sounds works-oriented. No, it's about you getting focused on the Lord. It's about you getting rid of the distractions of life and focusing in on what God's called you to do because life will distract you. That's not a works issue. You don't go to heaven because you fast, and, and you don't go to heaven because you show up for church on time, and you don't go for heaven because you tithe. We do all those things because we focus our attention on God. And when we focus our attention on God, what happens is, is our perspective begins to change. And when our perspective begins to change, we start pursuing God on a whole new level. Come on, I've told you this before. The proof of pursuit is your passion. That's what passion is. When we pursue something, amen? And if we're going to go to new levels, we can't get there by just maintaining what we've been doing. We can stay in maintenance mode in the church. We can stay in maintenance mode in our job. But how many know if you want your business to grow, you've got to keep doing something different? If you want your church to grow, we've got to add. We've got to change. We've got to step in faith. We've got to do more things. We've got to relate to the community. We've got to get the word out. It takes hard work if we're going to go to a new level as a church. I want to live the dream. Does anybody here this morning want to live the dream with me? Hallelujah. I get amazed sometimes how churches in general, not our church, but churches in general, people that call themselves Christians, they desire to have a greater impact on the community, but they won't change anything in their life to get it. Well, I wish we had more outreach. Well, go outreach. Well, I want to get out in that tent and preach. Well, get out in the tent and preach. We got a tent. It's in storage right behind the church. Grab it, put it up, preach in it. Well, I, I, I'm going to go down to Fort Pierre. I want to go down. We need to go down and start witnessing. We'll go. Get down on the street and witness. We talk about it, but we don't do it. Because it sounds like a novel idea. It's Christianese. And we like to speak Christianese so we can feel good about who we are. But we don't want to live the Christian walk. And we keep expecting to Well, I don't know why the church won't grow. Uh-oh. Same people stand up on Sunday morning and shout hallelujah when the pastor says, let's go out and impact the community. And then the pastor says, let's, let, let's change our generation. And then all the people say, amen, pastor. Let's go change our generation. And what happens is, is we get right up to the corner of the promised land. Right on the edge of the embankment of the promise. And we see what is required of us to praise the Lord. And we go, no. That's too hard. I'm too busy. 
I got too much. I need that $20. Hmm? Come on, somebody. And we turn around and walk right back in the wilderness and go, God provides. Let me pick up my manna. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm? Oh, come on, somebody. I'm telling the truth this morning. Amen. And the problem is, is when we do that long enough, we now no longer even need to look where we're going because we've dug a trench so deep that we just keep going through the same motions over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And and we wonder why our spiritual life is dying. We go around and around and around. And if you're not careful, you're going to spend 40 years of your life never discerning the avenues of the promise, never discerning the avenues of the dream that God wants to release in your life and you'll wonder where it all went and why your life never amounted to anything. That's a terrible thing to be at the end of your life and look at all the missed opportunities. Oh, Jesus, help us. I mean, it wasn't the devil that kept them out of the promised land. Come on, somebody. It wasn't the devil. We want to get this thing away. I bind the devil. Satan, I cast you down. I bind you off the community. And I speak that everybody's going to get saved in the city in Jesus' name. And then we go to the Golden Corral. And we eat. And the waitress walks over there and says, Hey, how you doing? You go, Fine. Why ain't my drink filled up? I want to shout it from the rooftop sometimes that it ain't the devil. Hmm, Jesus, help us. Will you please quit magnifying the devil in your life? It's you. Uh Uh-oh. Jesus, help us. The devil did this, and the devil did that, and the devil's this, and the devil's that, and I'm going to let the devil know, and the devil went, and the devil's here, and the devil's there. (laughs) Won't you go here, there, and preach some Jesus? I'm giving the devil notice. Well, Come on, how many of the Holy Spirit wants to give us notice? It's time to live the dream. Woo. A lot of churches spend more time talking about the devil than they talk about Jesus. They got to have a cross hanging on the wall. They're afraid of the devil. I've had 10 people say, you know, we ought to really have a cross in the church. I think to myself, well, you know, I got the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. I know who I am in Christ. Why do I need a cross? I know who I am. You know who you are? I'm the blood-bought, purchased of Jesus Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and He lives on the inside of my heart. Amen? I'd have a cross. We just don't, we just don't have nobody to hang it. It's sitting in there in the closet. There's another one of them deals. Hmm? God, I want to make a difference. Well, come down and hang up the cross. Make a difference. Been sitting in the closet for four. It's a nice cross. Got lights in it. Hang it up. You know what? God revealed to me what the stronghold was over this community. He revealed to me the most powerful spirit over the treasure coast. You know what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. Hmm? I said it's the Holy Ghost. And He's doing His work in us. Amen? He's the most powerful spirit in the world. And you know what? He lives on the inside of my heart. Praise God. Come on, somebody. I mean, there'll be days in our lives where we're marked by the Holy Ghost. Where God just does this demarcation on our lives. Not every day is like that. 
You know, sometimes we're just going through the we're just going through the daily stuff. But there are days in our lives that God marks us, and and we have a marking sometimes in our service. And you know, it's like when the Holy Ghost just goes boom. It's when you can't leave this place without tears running down your cheek because the Holy Ghost just shook you to the core. I mean, know that God wants to mark us as a church, as a people. So that we present the gospel in a way that changes lives. That's our call corporately. That's our call individually. It's the avenue to live your dream. The real desire that God puts in your heart. I mean, our churches, I mean, the churches that fall apart are the churches that do nothing but just shift. They just shift. They follow everything that comes out of Charisma Magazine and TBN and you know, this move and that move and this move. They just keep shifting, but there's no demarcation of the Holy Ghost. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount, or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Do you realize some of the most impacting people in the world are not even on TBN? I'm, that's the truth. I mean, if we build this church by what we see on TBN, we're going to be in a mess. Hmm? You watch too much of that stuff and you'll become schizophrenic. You turn it on one channel and the preacher's saying, run with the Lord. You turn it on another channel, he's saying, be still. You turn it on another channel, he says, stand up for the Lord. And the other one said, sit down. Wait on the Lord, I say wait. Oh, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. One says, go for it. The other one says, hold up. God wants to speak to you. One says, hang on. The other one says, let go. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. You watch too much of that stuff, you'll be running one day and stopping and sitting and standing. Somebody looking at you and go, you lost your mind. Well, brother so-and-so said this and sister so-and-so said that and brother so-and-so said that. That's why you need to get into church and get rooted and grounded and sit under the anointing that God wants on your life or you will never live the dream. What you will live is a mess. We got people in the body of Christ don't know where they're coming or going or whether they're going in and out or up or down. Somebody say, I got to get rooted and grounded in the church. You can't get rooted and grounded in DirecTV or Comcast. 
What you might get is a little bit of fertilizer every now and then. Uh-huh. A little bit of water every now and then. But you've got to get rooted and grounded in the church. Amen? So what's happened is, is in the body of Christ, we've had a lot of method, but we've had no spirit. We've had a lot of things that have been taught, but there's no spirit backing it up. We're holding on to a partial truth, but we're not grasping the gospel truth. And we see that in this society today. That's why we have this new thing in the charismatic church called the flake. Hmm? And I'm not talking about Kellogg's either. I'm talking about people that are flaky. They've become flaky because they've got so much in them and they've got all kinds of method, but they have no spirit. Oh, Jesus, help us. Remember the old prayer meetings? People out there waiting on the Lord? We didn't, back then, we didn't know the Lord had already come, so we just sat around and waited on Him. Amen? Come on. Trying to get a visitation of the Holy Ghost and, and people get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think I told you this before. We get them out there and we say, You can speak in tongues. You can speak in tongues. See my hand, see my tie. 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 Repeat after me. See my hand, see my tie. See my hand, see my tie. I mean, that's not how you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Somebody walk into church and everybody at the altar going, See my hand, see my tie. And everybody goes, Man, they got the same heavenly language. <laughs> no, no, no. They went to the same church. They were at the same revival meeting. Come on, somebody. Woo! We didn't know what to do, so we're trying to waggle your tongue in your mouth. Blah, 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 blah. I remember that. Let your tongue hit the roof of your mouth. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever comes out, that's the Holy Ghost. No, that ain't the Holy Ghost. Well, that's where the flake come from. Oh, Jesus, help us. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Watch this. We come to points in our walk where we get marked. Points in the life of our church where God wants to mark our church. In the life of every believer where God wants to mark our heart. But we've got to be willing to say, God, mark me. We've got to step in faith if we really want to live the dream. One of the most heartbreaking stories in the Bible is in Luke chapter 19. Jesus is coming to the city of Jerusalem really for the last week of His life and, and He's about to enter in on one of these points of demarcation. And He says to Jerusalem, He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you like a hen would gather her chicks, but you did not recognize your day of visitation. Let me try that again. You did not recognize your day of visitation. Therefore, you shall now become embanked, roundabout, and not one stone will be left unturned. Listen, you can miss it, and what happens is, is when you miss it, your life falls apart. And then you wonder where God was. And God's standing on the edge of your life, looking down over your life going, Oh, Jason, Jason! Do you not know the hour of visitation? Are you here this morning? Because we don't see the hour of visitation. And now we're about to enter into a season of encampment and captivity. And we get lost in the wilderness of our life. And we're bored and we don't understand why God's not moving in our life. And we don't understand why our kids act the way they act. And we don't understand why things go the way they go. And why there's not enough money at the end of the month. And we go, God, what's going on? And he's saying, you missed the hour of your visitation. Timing is essential for the dream. Now listen, that day of visitation, it can't be planned for. It's got to be discerned. That's why it's so important that we worship God with an honest heart. That's why it's so important that we make it to church on Sunday and on Wednesday and we lay before the throne of God corporately as a church and say, God, change us corporately. 
I mean, oh, God cannot change this church corporately if we're all hit and miss and we're not coming together in fellowship seeking God in unity. It doesn't work if you come twice a month. Come on, I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm trying to get you to the place where you can live your dream. Where you can live the dream. Where you can do what God designed you to do. When God constructed your DNA and put you together. When you can actually live what that was purposed for. Mm. Instead of aimlessly walking through life, hoping and wishing that things get better. That's not the call of God on your life, ladies and gentlemen. How many realize that if Jerusalem had known that they were rejecting the Son of God, they never would have rejected Him? They didn't see Him. They missed Him. He came in a way that they had never seen Him before. They were expecting a king to come in on a horse and, and an army and to come in and say, I'm, I'm defeating the Roman Empire and I'm setting up my rule for all eternity. But Jesus didn't come in that way. He came in in a little tiny town in Bethlehem during a census, born on straw, in poverty. That can't be the king of the universe. How can that be the king? And so 33 years later, as he went to the cross, they persecuted him and ridiculed him and mocked him because they did not know the timing for the dream of their nation. And they crucified their king. The very one who came so that they could live the dream. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says this about Jesus. It says He came to His own, but because He didn't look like they expected the new King to come, His own received Him not. They received Him not. We're faced with that every day in our lives, aren't we? We're faced with that every day because we all have a dream. We don't know whether we're receiving it or not. Because life is hard and fast and to and fro. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. Mm. You know, all through Jesus' life, he was coming to his own. That's all he did was preach to his own people. He went all over the countryside, around the lake, through the lake, walked on the lake to come to his own. And his own still rejected him. Mm. The timing of your dream is everything to your dream. So we talked about a few weeks ago that God conceives a dream on the inside of us. But we have to have a willingness is what we talked about last week. A willingness to say, God, yeah. And once we say, God, yeah, we have to know, we have to discern the time to step into it. But let me just say this in closing this morning. There's nothing more important than and living the dream and doing what you were created to do. To fulfill why God made you. You know, I look at my family over here on the front row and, and you know, and Kim, and we all got new babies in the world. And Sometimes I look at Jesse, and I know Tabitha must look at Eric, and Kristen looks at Bella, and Stephanie's baby's on the way, and many of y'all have babies in here, and but it's hard not to look at them and go, well, I wonder what their life is going to be like. I wonder what God has preordained for them and the destiny that He's created for their whole life. And when I think that, I look at Jesse and I say, God, 
Keep her through her life. I thank you that she's a great girl. Lord, that she grows in everything that you have for her. Lord, that someday she lives the dream that you've planted on the inside of her heart. And that dream will not die. I speak that over her today. And I speak it over everybody in this room today. Some of y'all are thinking, well, man, my life, y'all are, you're a little bit up in age. You say, my life is over. No. No, 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 no. Don't ever think that. As long as you're breathing, there's purpose for you. As long as you're breathing, there's purpose for you. There's so much to do in, in a corporate ministry. There's intercession. There's, there, there's getting here early. There's praying before the services. There's calling people and loving on them. There's visiting people in the hospital. and going to the, There's so much you can do, even just from a telephone. Because of modern technology, you could just send an email and encourage somebody. No, God's positioning you for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Some of you might think, well, my life's over and I didn't do everything I thought I could do. No. No. Because all you went through to bring you to this place, God's going to use those very same things in your life to change the lives of the people around you. That's His promise. That's His promise. I want to ask you this morning to bow your heads with me this morning. Please close your eyes all over this room. Mom and Dad, if you'll just come and stand down front. My parents have dedicated their whole lives to serving God, working in the gospel. Many people, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who have influenced other hundreds and hundreds of people have come into the kingdom through their efforts of living their dream. It's time to make a declaration that we're going to live the dream. And we're going to shake the foundation of the Treasure Coast for the sake of the gospel. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772 461 8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. This is Kenneth Hagen of Faith Seminar of the Air. 
I learned something from P.C. Nelson that I've never forgotten. He said the time will come when you'll need faith either for yourself or for some member of your family. And if you haven't kept your faith strong, you'll be at a disadvantage. That's why I encourage you to listen to Faith Seminar there every Monday through Friday on this station, and it will help keep your faith strong. Faith Seminar of the Air, heard at 7.15 a.m. daily on WCNO.